Anyways, yep. let's let's jump into this. Finally. Look at this. It's been We're, two weeks. It's two weeks. Let's show that and we can And Matt already forgot time. to hit record. Fuck off, Danny. <laughs> I wasn't lying. It looks good. Look at those peaks. Saying you forgot to hit record. <laughs> Welcome to This Week in MTG with your host, Matt Olson, Danny Oakstead, and Big G. Hello and welcome, Magic Folk, to episode 165 of This Week in MTG, your aggregate news podcast for all things Magic the Gathering. We're your hosts. I'm Matt. There's Danny. What's up? Over there, we got Big G. Hey, hey, hey. We have no Anthony tonight. He's doing adulting right now. That so, he is. So it's just the uh, the three schmucks, the three best schmucks that anybody's ever had. Anybody's ever had. Anybody's no. We're the three best yeah. schmucks that anybody's ever had. There oh we go. Oh, my God. You knew what you were getting into tonight, Danny. It's God. been two weeks. I did. Two weeks. No. So, okay, so here's the question. Speaking of that reference, out of the three of us then, I think we know which one he is. Doug. He's, he's the sourpuss. No, he's not Doug. He's the sourpuss that doesn't let us have any fun. Isn't that Doug? I, I can't remember. No, Doug is. is the one that's get lost. The dentist with the tooth is yeah. what you're saying. Okay, yeah, yeah Danny's the dentist with the tooth. So now the question is... We got what? knocked out by Mike Tyson. <laughs> hey, at least you've got a cool <laughs> fucking story. And then, so who's Matthew McConaughey? I, I vote for me because like his name is Matthew as well. No, it's, not it's Matthew McConaughey. It's not you. Damn, am I Doug? It's dude. Am I am Matthew I, McConaughey is not in the hangover. Is he not? It's Bradley Cooper. Oh, yeah. Whoops. <laughs> My bad. Sorry, Bradley Cooper. I don't know. He <laughs> might take that as a compliment you calling him Matthew McConaughey. Maybe. But he might he might not be. Insta- all right, all right, all right with it. Wow. No, the joke o- started. Owen Wilson isn't on the show either. <laughs> Matt would be Owen Wilson. Okay, so am I Zach Galifianakis then? I don't know. That's the part. Who, who's who's who, Danny? So we know that you're the I, I, f- I feel that Matt would be left on the roof. I'm Doug. So Doug, he's I Doug? Know Doug's on the roof. I think, yeah, I think Matt would be Doug. Okay. I can accept that. Honestly, I think you'd be Zach. Ah! Out of the three of us? When we're just thinking of he, those three characters? He has, yeah. He has... Oh, uh, wait. You put Doug in there. Doug's not in the three, the three that are in the main part of oh. the whole thing. We're but, taking... Right now, Anthony is Doug because we can't find him. <laughs> That's true. Okay. Wait, wait, our Doug or Black Doug? Our Doug. <laughs> it's been so long since I've seen that movie. <laughs> uh, Danny gets to make the choice. Danny's making the God, it's been so long since I've who's seen this. Who? Who's the ridiculous one who wears a satchel? And who's the one that's going, y'all are fucking idiots? I think he's trying, so to, he, I think he, he's trying to push he, you in a he, certain he, direction here's the thing. with that comment here's, specifically. Here's the thing, though. I'm not the dentist. I'm the one who's saying, what the fuck are you guys doing? So you're Bradley Cooper. Yes. Okay. Not because you got the same jawline. Matt's the guy who'd get knocked out. <laughs> I'm the dentist. <laughs> Bad time to try and make him laugh. He almost spit on his computer there, man. Oh. All right. So either way you cut it, you're still Zach, Zach. Alphanakis. Well, fuck, fuck yeah. Give me a baby. I'll throw the, the thing on, and it'll be baby Carlos. Let's go. Carlos. That's his name. I was thinking... I don't even know what I was thinking. I was thinking Tom. 
Come to no. Me. Those window clings anyway. were very popular. Anyway, what the fuck are we doing? Let's go. We're, Stop we're it, Danny. <laughs> not at the table. Isn't that due date that has that? No, dude, that's the hangover. No, due date's the one where they have the dog that's jacking off because that's with Robert Downey Jr. Dude, he was having the baby jack off. The oh, baby Carlos jacking off. Did you guys dude. watch Due Date? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Out of all the movies I've seen, I've seen a small few, and I know that one because it was funny. And it's just like planes, and trains, surpri- and automobiles and su- part two. And surprisingly, both the movies we've mainly referenced tonight have Zach Galifianakis in it. Yep. I think we found his man crush. I'm trying to think. It is. I think. I think my. I like a lot of Adam Sandler movies more. <laughs> Okay, last little thing before we get to the main part, because you knew this was going to happen with us having two weeks off. Have you seen the the Vanity Fair interview thing that him and Brendan Fraser do? I did, yes. Did you see like the cool thing that like a lot of people are going, I'm going to use that now. Like, how do you think, and ask him, they provided Brendan Fraser with questions to ask Adam Sandler. And one of them was basically like, how how do you think he feels about or how do you feel about being the underdog in all your movies? He's not the underdog. He's the overseen champion or the champion that's overlooked. I'm going to be an overlooked champion from now on. I like that. Instead of the underdog. Overlooked champion. Yeah. It, it, it's it's nice. I mean, underdog is cool, but not as cool as overlooked champion. Yeah. That whole interview. It's fresh. That whole interview is so cool. I do love Brendan be- Fraser. Because Fuck they, off, no mod. No, see, no, mod. You got to do it this way. Drink, Danny. Drink, drink, Danny. Drink, drink, Danny. Drink. Go on with the show, Matt. Okay. Because uh, Danny's not drinking. We are overjoyed that you all decided to join <laughs> us, even after that whole uh, long intro shtick. There was that an intro. Or was that just another side tangent of yours? Uh, I guess we'll yes. see when we get there. Yes. So let's begin our episode by thanking you. Yes, you, dear listener. Your choice to tune into this program directly changes the dynamic of this podcast from us speaking to the blind eternities to us speaking to an actual audience. Hopefully an audience that enjoys what we're producing, but an audience nonetheless. And uh, it is truly humbling for us. So from the bottom of our hearts and our deck boxes, we thank you. We also have to give a big special thank you to our patrons of the podcast. Uh, these supporters, the support from these crazy motherfuckers, cover the maintenance, production, and expansion of this week at MTG. We give a ginormous thank you to Wade97, Amu the Fox, Noah, Slade, Nikki, No Modifier, Jacob, Christian, Maddie K, Barra, Chimera, Ernest D, KCB, and new to the Patreon, Memorize. Nice. New Patreon member. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Yeah. If you want to uh, be crazy and supporting us, you can check out our Patreon. The links are down below. When you go there, you'll see we'll have two tiers currently, a $3 tier and a $10 tier. $3 tier gets you put in for monthly drawing for booster packs that fit into a monthly theme of whatever we choose. And at $10, you get put in for a drawing for commander playable cards that are valued between 15 and 20 bucks that are also trying to fit the theme. This last month's theme, December, because it's Christmas, I wanted to kind of go a little a little ham. And the, the boosters were uh, uh, collector boosters, all different collector boosters. So Kamigawa... Collector Booster, a Brothers War, and a Dominary United Collector Booster were given away. And then the uh, for the $10, tier, uh, $10 one, I got a Foil Borderless Concordant Crossroads. Got the Kaladesh pack from uh, Edith in yep. that one. And a secret card, which I haven't even told the winner, out uh, Ernest. 
what the secret card is. But the secret card is going to be a cool card. It's for my personal collection as well. So it's going to be good. So not not just some, like, here's a stinky pack foil kind of thing. Oh, it's not in here. Well, where is it? It's a secret. That's the thing. We don't get to know? He doesn't give a fuck about us. Not on the recording. People can hear this. No, but you can show us the card. Could show you the Isn't card. Isn't it right by you? The world will never know. All right, anyway. Hey, Mac, we're playing with your microphone. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if you want to check on the Patreon, uh, get uh, oh, you get the unedited version of the podcast. Uh, you get put. Uh, you can join in for the secret live streams for the drawings for that. That happened at the be- the first Saturday of the month. And oh, oh, I just got suggested a Patreon perk that we could do. Oh, that uh, we learn how to play the Digimon TCG. And record it and just have it for the patrons to see us learn <laughs> to do that. Sure, how many patrons we need? I don't know. It was just something that was brought up to me by my brother-in-law. He's like, you should think about it. So this is me just putting that out there. 100. No, 25, because at 20 we get I was kidding. our buy a box, our oh win a box God, tournament. That is still a thing. I yep. almost forgot still about that. Still haven't made it there yet. Nope. And then, we yeah, need- 25, we'll learn how to play a new TCG. There we go. We might not continue to play it, but we'll learn how to play it. Yeah, and a, a good place to learn how to play that would be at J-Dubs. Speaking of J-Dubs, let's hear an ad from them now. J-Dubs Sports Cards and Gaming, located in West Acres Mall in Fargo, is your one-stop shop for all your Magic the Gathering needs. In the store, you will find a huge selection of sleeves, playmats, and dice for you to personalize your battlefield with. Along with having a large variety of singles in their display cases, there are also binders and boxes for you to browse through. That much selection means that you will always find something you are looking for. J-Dubs is also the place to gather to play a wide array of formats with friends in the community. There is Commander League on Thursday nights, Modern League on Saturday afternoons, and Legacy Leagues on Sunday afternoons. And who can forget Friday Night Magic every Friday evening. J-Dubs has it all, Amonkhet to Zendikar and ways to sleeve, shuffle, and spell sling. Now let's get back to the episode. All right, but uh, thank you, J Dubs, for supporting us. Yeah. Now with all that podcast business, we've been live for twenty three minutes. With all guys. that podcast business out of the way, let's move on to this episode's breakdown, where Matt tells you how the episode will be structured for the entire episode for fifteen minutes. Matt, tell us how the episode's going to look. So in the breakdown, we're going to go over to the Boggle Desk and have event results as Salt and Sugar reports, and then we're going to be doing some upcoming events. And from there, we're going to dive into the news because we have a lot of news to talk about. It's been two weeks, and I've kind of grabbed everything that I think is kind of relevant of the last two weeks. And then the very end of the news is going to be a big doozy one. I imagine that's where uh, a good chunk of the the podcast is going to be. Danny is going to, I guarantee you, going to be riffing on this one hardcore. Okay. I think he's okay, going to be before, leading Before that. we even get to it, no more than 10 minutes for that topic. <laughs> we'll set a timer. Like, I will set the timer, and I will freaking Charlie horse you when you go over. I, you guys, Danny will you, like whatever. it. You guys Danny will just... like it. He's like, yes, Charlie horse me again. I will say about capitalism greed. <laughs> Love uh. you, Danny. Okay, but after that, we're going to go to the counter-currency section and talk about magic prices and uh, the greedy, greedy capitalistic system that we have. All <laughs> right. So for some event results, first off, uh, with everything going on with all of our news and everything, and especially the topic that I'm sure a lot of you have already figured out what we're going to be talking about without us even saying it, 
I'm not going to do any event results. I'm just going to do some salt and sugar reports from the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, and kind of round them all into one cohesive thought. Okay. So, salt report, the only thing I have, RCQ at Paradox. I went on day two because they did the two-dayer one. There were 12 fucking people that showed up. I was like, oh, sick. What this place did Garrett get? Eighth. I got eighth. Which is actually ninth. It's glorified ninth. It's glorified. Well, no. Glorified ninth was fifth place because fifth place got all the ninth place packs. Anyway, uh, so I I ended up getting eighth, um, and they didn't break into top eight. They broke into top four because of the low attendance, which it was okay. It was fine. When I went into my fifth round, I was sitting at sixth. I was like, okay, I could fucking do it. (laughs) And then I go and play Trev, and he's he's playing his hammer deck. I was like, all right, round one, not my favorite because you know what? It's just not. Round two, after I get my sideboard pieces in, I should be good. Kill all his shit, not give him anything. And you know what? That's, in fact, what I did. Good job. Round three. Got ass wiped. (laughs) Rest in peace ended up on the field, which took away away my surveil. It took away my escape mechanic. And then at the end of the day, the, the cool part is I had my, my uh, Dothy Voidwalker, so anything that went in his graveyard before it would get exiled instead, it got exiled with the Void Counter. So I'd get to take some of his shit if I really wanted to. Well, I ended up taking a Cauldra Complete, started beating his ass with it. <laughs> but then it got to my turn, my last turn, and I'm like, okay, I'm, if I don't kill him now, I'm dead next turn. If, he kill, if, I, don't, or if I kill him, I win. It's a one turn, one turn cycle. And we're done with this game. I'm sitting and looking at all the math. and With the Calder Complete mechanic question, I was like, okay, cool. Has Trample. Mm-hmm. He has seven life. Mm-hmm. I had a Croaksa in my hand. Mm-hmm. He had no cards in his hand. It's like, okay, he's losing three life anyway. Now the real question. If I deal one damage, is, does that trigger the effect? And then the rest goes over. Then I'd win. Or do I have to still deal lethal because it's not death touch? It's a different mechanic similar to death touch. Deals damage, exile it, how it works. I had to deal lethal. I lost by one fucking life, guys. (laughs) Yep. One fucking life. And for that one life, you just got glorified ninth. No. Like, I got glorified twelfth. Like I said, fifth place ended up getting the ninth place packs. And I was like, God damn it. And I, I commend Trev on this. I looked at him like, dude, I'm so fucking close. Like, I played down. So I was two and two. He was one and three. I was like, dude, would you consider just, just like, no matter how we play this out, you just giving it to me? And he goes, no. And I'm like, I'm pissed, but I respect you because you're fucking playing <laughs> awesome. And, oh, God, it just the whole thing was really cool. So now busting in the sugar, the RC, RCQ was a lot of fun to play in, even with the lower attendance. Because of the low attendance, though, I got a full playset of those sweet-looking throbbing inspectors, baby. I expect to see them in every one of your decks from now. I don't, even going pl- I don't play throbbing inspector <laughs> in any deck. He's so hanging them on his wall. I'm gonna, there we go. Hit. But because I got eighth, 
I did get two selfless spirits still. Ooh, fancy. even though even though they only cut to top four, you still I still placed eighth, so I got the two. Okay, which was really nice. cool. So, yeah. So there was that. Um, and then uh, last night I finished up my mono red deck for the Commander Thirty Two challenge. Nice. And a couple of people on our Discord, Chris and Barra, and then one of Chris's friends. Um, hey, let's play a game. I'm like, cool, I can test out my deck. And I'm like, guys, I have a few proxies, and I just literally just finished how I want the build. Um, there are some cards that should be in it that I decided purposely not to put in it. But let's see how it goes. Good God, that was a fun deck to play. Do you have Electro Dominance in there? You're not playing it right if you don't. I don't, I don't have electric Dominance in there. Beautiful card, it's the best card. But it, it was it was a really fun deck to play. So um, that's awesome. Now I got to look at what my next deck I got to build is. You make uh you make theme decks now going forward. All all well, no, cards, I did, I did look at I looked at my mox field. Um, I am officially one deck away from halfway through. Oh okay. But then I looked at my spreadsheet to see like which ones I have done. God, I got some work to do on the two color combinations. So I'm going to be probably focusing there for a good chunk of time. There we go. Um, now into our upcoming events. So here we go. Money, sleeves, Fezzo frame, and glory. Invitations to the January 2023 qualifier weekend on the horizons for those brave souls. That word who, is pseudo. Who enter <laughs> this month's arena open. If it's pseudo, then why is there a P in it, sir? It's silent. It's how you spell it. Hey. Do you know why you I thought never, you were the teacher? Do you know why you never hear a pterodactyl peeing? I know the answer, but I'm going to give it to you. Why? Because the pee is silent. Anyway, <laughs> going down this weekend, starting on the 17th at 6 a.m. specifically Pacific time, you can participate in Arena Cube draft best of one or best of three matches as many times as you want until or if you receive a day two token. Entry for day one will cost 25k in gold or 5k in gems. Just by entering, you'll receive pacifism card sleeves. Now, day two entry cost is one of those day two entry tokens you should have received the day before. You can't participate in more than one day two event, so you can get as many day two tokens as you want, but you can only play once. And the rewards for the cube draft will vary on how you did, but of note, if you walk away from the day two at the end with four wins, in the second draft, because remember, they've been doing draft one and draft two now yep. on day two, you'll get $2,000 and an invitation to qualifier weekend in January. And since we got a packed full episode ahead of us, if you're interested in entering the event, just check out the link for the full details below. It's kind of the same song and dance we always talk about on these arena open weekends. So there we go. Now it's time for the <clears throat> Children, <laughs> my cereal will be guaranteed to taste like news and comedy after you just add milk. How long have you been working on that since you watched the commercial? A while. <laughs> A fucking while. Dude. Two weeks. Do we need to go talk to Maddie about no, how long he's you've had, been He's had sitting, two weeks of practice. How long you've been sitting in the mirror doing that and she hears it at the butt crack of dawn oh it's she hears him while he's holding hawthorne in the chair it's time for casper to go to school children so good so good yes 
go was, go on I, with I was ex- your, I was excited for this. Go so, on with your bit of the news. <clears throat> I'm not sorry for jumping into the news this way. It's been two weeks and I got a lot of podcast energy bottled up that I need to pour over all over a balanced part of your breakfast. Still not sorry for that one either. Stop apologizing and just keep going. <laughs> but getting right into it, if I if that intro did not make sense, well, it will in a minute when I get to the contents of the Secret Lair December Super Drop. Since we got a lot of news to go over this week, I'll be diving into the milky contents of this drop without any unnutritional additives and preservatives. I'll start with the uh, the drop where these puns are derived from, Just Add Milk, done by veteran magic artist Mike Burns in the style of children's cereal boxes. This drop will get you borderless reversible Itali Primal Storm, Galta Primal Hunger, and Ulamog the Ceaseless Hunger. You see a theme that they did there? This one is by far one of the most wildest art directions Magic has ever gone with. Also, <laughs> for this drop, Watsi made a Saturday serial-esque commercial, and it is done with puppets of Itali Galta and Ulamog. It's a delightful watch, and of course, it'll be posted in the description below. And that's where that whole children thing I'm aware. I want, to, pu- I want the puppets. Those puppets are fucking wonderful. That whole thing. Um, oh, I, I didn't type this one in, but the reversible cards, like they're both the same card on front and back. And then the back has like the kind of games that you'd see on the back of a cereal box where it's like mm-hmm. connect the dots, match the hedrons and stuff like that. So pretty cool stuff. Okay, so back on topic. I'm just going to say this <clears throat> bit here. All the individual secret layer drops I'll be talking about are going to be selling for $29.99 for the non-foil and $39.99 for the traditional foil. I'll mention the bundle prices at the end. But now with that said, to the next drop, which is the meaning of life, maybe. This drop is packed with some powerful blue spells done in a borderless postmodern dream style art from artist Ori Tor. The cards are Forced Fruition, Future Sight, Mental Misstep, Minds Dilation, Well of Lost Dreams, which isn't a blue card, but just go with me on this one. (laughs) Next up is the art of Frank Frazetta. These borderless versions of Field Marshal, Temporal Manipulation, Dark Ritual, Midnight Reaper, and Seize the Day, done in the signature fantastical realistic style, are really beautiful in my honest opinion. Frank Fretza is a totally solid addition to your breakfast meal. Bad transition to the next drop. <laughs> Special guest, Kanzen... I don't know. I need Anthony here for this. Kanzenden. Uh, Kanzenden. I apologize for butchering that. The Lands is a drop of full art basic lands done by the husband and wife combo artists, and they each depict the art style of Japanese folklore to a T. With a name like The Lands, you can imagine that there is also a non-land drop done by the same family duo. And you'd be right. Special guest Konzenden, another story highlights their Japanese folklore style in the borderless cards of Sarah Ascendant, Rapid Hybridization, Demonic Consultation, Winds of Change, and Land of War Elves. The next drop in the December Super Drop is artist series Alexi Breeklot. I'm... I definitely didn't pronounce that one wrong. This borderless panoramic scene of Zendikar using the cards of Inquisition of Kozilek, Thought Not Seer, Reality Smasher, and Eldrazi Temple is a truly great piece of work done by Alexi. This is one that if you haven't seen yet, you need to. Uh, Up next is the Wizards of the Streets drop. This drop contains borderless art done by Martin Ontiveros, and those cards are of Baral, Chief of Compliance, Spellseeker, Magus of the Wheel, and Kess, Dissident Mage. These geometric-shaped wizards are sure to bring minerals to your balanced breakfast. 
Now, for the final drop of this portion of the December Super Drop, it's called Time Trouble 2. This drop takes three more Planeswalkers and puts them into the retro frame with old school text a Planeswalker would have had back in the late 90s, early 2000s. Artists Alex Horley Orlandelli, Scott M. Fisher, and Kev Walker created new art in the old magic style for Narset Parter of Veils, Nissa Who Shakes the World, and Tezzeret Agent of Bolus, respectively. To close up with the December Super Drop, uh, here are the prices for the bundles available and a bonus card. So the big foil bundle gets you one of each foil drop only, only, and will run you $358.99. While the big non-foil bundle, you'll have one of each non-foil drop <laughs> costing a total of $268.99. As for that bonus card that I mentioned, for every $200 you spend on secretlayer.wizards.com, you'll receive a The Scarab God promo card with art done by Barely Human. This whole drop is on sale right now and will be going until January 6th, 2023. Hasbro's Barely Human. Also, you, you said the name of the card wrong. Which one? It's DJ Scarab God. DJ Scarab God, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, <laughs> the art is... Is, is him at some turntables thrown up. Not thrown up, but like throwing his hands up. Yeah, there you go. So we, we've got to preface this next part. Uh, Matt wrote this with Anthony in mind, so here we go. Jesus, you windbag. I was worried you weren't going to stop talking for a minute there. So let me cover this next secret layer drop and nerd out a bit extra because this whole drop is about universes beyond Transformers Super Drop. Robots in disguise? More like cardboard in my binder, guys. Damn it, Matt. Le it legitimately, it's the one time it's written and I feel it. <laughs> what, what kind of writing is this? Keep it professional, man. Jesus. All right, here we go. So back to the contents of this drop. The first drop is called Transformers Roll Out or Rise Up which contains some well-known magic cards, but with an Autobot lift. Sorry, should I try it? Autobot lift. I think you should read that word again. What? What word? Auto, auto body. Oh, whatever. <laughs> we're auto, we're, auto body. Shut. We're talking about Transformers. <laughs> yeah, I, I skimmed over the word. <laughs> I got all but the last two letters of Autobot, and then added the T just to make it good. Anyway... It makes sense. It, so does the body part make sense because exactly. cars. Then why you why you why you bouncing on my dick like that then? When you uh, flaunt it around like that, how is one to stop? All right, valid point. Anyway, these cards are greater good, dramatic reversal, and true conviction by force and fabricate and collective brutality. And just like with what Matt said, all the drops I'll be talking about a non-foiled version is $29.99 and the foil traditional version is $39.99 so that way I won't have to say it after each and every drop. Next drop is called Transformers Optimus Prime versus Megatron and these cards in this one are reversible borderless Blightsteel Colossus, Darksteel Colossus and Doubling Cube. These cards depict Optimus Prime Megatron rushing to the AllSpark in a panoramic style, and finally, what kind of universes beyond Secret Lair product wouldn't be would be this if we didn't talk have a basic land drop? There we go, and it's called 
The drop is called Transformers One Shall Stand, One Shall Fall. And there are full art basics taking place on the planet that the Autobots and the Decepticons fight so vigorously over. And now, as a Transformers fan, but not as big of a Transformers fan as Anthony, I will not give you my detailed thoughts because out of our roundtable, Anthony is definitely the more Transformers fan. Yeah, yeah, I had that there, so that way <laughs> give him a little, a little chance to like ad lib, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> I figured he would. It's like, ah. he probably would. I know the cool thing, like we've talked about these when they came out and everything too. This is a cool version. Like we obviously already got the the universes beyond cards <laughs> in the Brothers War packs. Now getting new frames on old cards that deal with the Transformers. I know Danny has his feelings on this, but whatever. Anyways, products, 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 and more products. Since we took our break from Wasi, Wasi hasn't taken their break or stopped from the previewing of new products. With the full release of Jumpstart 2022 being officially out, the release of those starter commander decks and now the Dominator Mastered previews arguably being the fastest full set preview done in all of Magic history happening in around 24 hours, which was extremely fast for a spoiler season um, for their quote-unquote main set for the next 30 years. No, that's just their supplemental. But I'm just saying it's dominary. Yeah, yeah. Main story. Exactly. Uh, Aside from the pre-beat cards of Force of Will and Arabo, I was at or Arborea. Arborea. There we go. Uh, you heard that right. Dominaria, Dominaria re, Remastered Image Gallery is out for your viewing enjoyment. This set isn't being released until January 13th, 2023. So they had a two-day spoiler season, but they're not releasing this for another month and a half. Yeah. yeah one of the things I, I remember <clears throat> that Blake was talking about was the reason why that they... Uh, expedited it so quickly to have the whole Dominaria preview season in two days. Uh, it did seem to go in tandem with that uh, Bank of America statement and stuff. Yeah. So they're like, we're just trying to get this out of the way. <laughs> but uh, I know one thing that got brought up in the Twitch. Remember when Secret Layers were only like once a year? Yep. Return of the Vault or from the Vault? Yeah. 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 I bought a few of those because hey, you can actually save save how- up and set in the Buy those. How's that working out for you, by the way? Oh, it's it's going good. Oh, good. I have quadruple money. There you go, buddy. At least. Actually, no, I've doubled it, but either way. And this, um, now with Frexton, all will be one, which Matt kind of left with me. I don't know how it's that way. But anyways, and this one is going to be more for the live stream listeners. But tomorrow, December 13th at 10 a.m. Pacific time over on Magic Twitch channel. Uh, there will be the first look at Frexia All Will Be One. In a post today, Monday the 12th, Watsi posted an image of a black Frexian looking creature with no text on the card at all, which kind of looks like, um, God, who's, I literally looked at this earlier. Alien. The Lord, um, where Frexians get plus one, plus one. Frexians get plus one, plus one? Yeah, there's a Super Lord. I, uh, who the fuck was it? It no. says it, the creature's ability was, or the sack ability is other fractions get plus one, plus one. Oh, shit. I don't know that Th- one. It's an old one. I believe it. Um, For something was, like that. Like, Frexians weren't a thing 
for yeah, it was weren't around for a long time. Or no, it was creatures that infect get plus one. Plus Are you seven. talking about hands of the Praetors? Maybe that's one I played. Yeah, that he, looks like a vulture. This looks like a kavu. Maybe, but I'm I'm still thinking it's probably a follower of his. Maybe a Digimon esque for sure. It looks like it looks like Alien. I think. Yes, that's what I was thinking about. Hand of the Praetors. Yeah, hand of the Praetors. But then he kind of looks something off that. Yeah. But anyways, uh, again, Monday the 12th, Watson posts an image of Black Frexian and has Matt showing on live. Maybe. No, he's not. He's just showing us. Uh, looking with no text at all, uh, they're really building up on the hype for tomorrow. Um, that is all we know as for now. Uh, those in the live stream get hyped or not. And to those listening after the 13th, uh, what are you looking for most for? What are you looking most forward from, from the first look stream? You An know? apology. Danny, you know what I'm really hyped for? What are you hyped for, Garrett? Wizards of the Coast stance on replacing damaged serialized cards. Damaged serialized cards. So the one of whatever? Yeah, the, the schematic serialized one. So in an article posted by Star City Games covering a Reddit post. How, do you, how can you do that? Do what? Like, hey, I'm going to replace your card that's been serialized. You make a new one? But then it's not truly a serialized card. It's a counterfeit of an official card. Why don't I read my little bit of the news and then we can vent about it? Because no! may- maybe some of your questions and concerns I know. Will, will be fucking answered in just it, a moment. It doesn't matter if it's answered or not. It's not right. It's a, it's a counterfeit. Anyway, the Star City Games has an article covering wow. the Reddit post from user. Uh, if I butcher this... Uh, Bovadies. Bovadies. Bovadies, what? God damn it. <laughs> That's his name. I'm I not know. Fuck, I was going to say, know. I'm not fucking with I'm, you. I'm just, I'm laughing. I am laughing and It's shaking, the perfect Reddit name. Shaking my head at how long <laughs> these nuts has <laughs> gone on. Like out of all the other things from that Matt, area. Find him or her. Find them. I, I do want to say bring them online. <laughs> I do, I do got to say something about like the whole D's nut thing. I'm a fan of Psych. I watched Psych a lot growing up. It wasn't until like very recently. <laughs> there's there's they they did the shtick of D's nuts in the in the show Psych. Like they yeah. had newspapers and stuff with hey D's nuts on sale <laughs> stuff like that. And I never got it until recently. So it's like oh yeah got him got him. <laughs> anyway, uh, so on the uh, Reddit MTG finance forms. They claim that they opened a damaged serialized card from a pack and submitted a support ticket with Wizards of the Coast. Wizards replied, quote, thank you for contacting Wizards of the Coast customer support. I am sorry to hear about your issue with your serialized card. As a quick note, because there's a very limited nature of the serialized schematic promos, we will only be able to replace them with foil non-serialized versions. Good, but I'm just saying. We apologize for this. If Watsy would have said, yeah, we'll replace it with the serialized numbers. Like, what the fuck? Notice how I told you. It doesn't matter. We should should read the little bit of news before you get all pissy. But here's the thing. Hasbro has a horrible track record of doing shitty things. One of the key takeaways from this (laughs) statement about replacing serialized cards with non-serialized cards means that there isn't a workaround to cheat the system to get more of a super collectible serialized card in circulation. So that's a positive. 
Oh, you but mean some Magic players who respond to the post say that doesn't hold the same value. No shit, fucking Sherlock. Well, well, I'm I'm not I'm not rebuting what you're just saying, but in the person's response, like that's not the same value. It truly isn't. If if you were if no, I'm hence let, the reason let, I let said me, no. Let me finish my statement. <laughs> if if you were to if if we were to pull or crack open an alpha pack, let's say. We're lucky motherfuckers. An actual alpha pack? An or actual one of these, alpha or pack. One just, of these proxy no, alpha packs. Actual alpha. Beta. Get oh. it right. Actual alpha or beta are revised. The original three. <laughs> and it came straight from Wizards. And we pulled the Black Lotus, but there's terrible ink marks or something's wrong with the card or all the cards in the pack. And we want a replacement of all those cards. Hasbro would just print proxies, which they've already done. So it, it does state in the article that, um, to, to, as a reminder to, ple- to people, that uh, crimped cards, misprinted cards is a market mm-hmm. for some. And they gave an example no, of get, someone I, who I get, sold a serialized card that was crimped or damaged for yep. like $1,300. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's and a so, very... So it's like... There is a market for it. I get it, it. It still can hold the value just being a damaged serialized card. But... But not, how, not compared to a mint. But I'm just saying it's yeah, you may you may have a, dark, a damaged market or a misprint market, but it's nothing compared Dude, to. Have what you it, gone on some of those forms oh, for like the misprints? Misprints, yeah. I've just heard the, about them. Some wild shit. Dude, so I I joined one of them because. It, the misfits and oddities. Yeah, yeah, dude. They there's so much good shit. On there, there, well, there's so much good shit, but then I sit and laugh at some of them too. Like, like for me, like I don't. I personally, I am not one of those like. Oh, it's misprinted. I don't want to use it, or I misprinted. It must have so much more value. But some of the ones that get posted, like normal card, look, you know, looks like this. Okay, cool fingers, evenly spread. <laughs> Great one, visual one, representation one, one for of an them, audio medium. I know. Uh, that's why I'm looking at Danny. <laughs> like and that and gives them idea <laughs> what you're doing too. Well, I'm going to explain it more once I'm done with the visual with Danny Matt. And then audio medium. And then and then the misprinted We're live. This, He's not even the looking. misprinted one looks like this. Yeah. And how like, oh my gosh, it's one millimeter further to the left. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like I Maybe get, it's a counterfeit. Well no, I'm sit like my thought is I'm sitting here going, like, okay, cool. I get that, you know, that you, there's a market for this kind of stuff where it's like, oh, the 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 planeswalker stamp at the bottom of a rare card is at the top for some reason. The man, like half of the card got cut weird. So there's half of one card, half another card, and you still mm-hmm. have the other card too. So you can see the full panorama. One of the cooler misprints is you remember the jumpstart lands that had the double ink over yeah. them? So yeah, that was, was a really cool. mountain and a, a swamp or whatever. Yeah, it was, stuff. It was like, the dual lands. <laughs> those ones that misprints like that. Like, like there's, there's there, a level. There's, there's the cool ones, and then there's the it's one millimeter to the left and the off center. And I'm like, Okay. Cool. I'll, I'll give you five cents less. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you five cents more. So, Casey, uh, in re- in just replying back to your message, uh, Matt actually has five of them hanging on his wall. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it wasn't Casey. Oh, it is Casey. It's Casey. It. I, I thought I thought it was uh, Stefan there. No, 
Stefan was saying that he wanted the cereal bobble. Oh. Yeah. They're purple on our end. Like, all the names are purple. So. Oh, yeah. Is there a way to fix that so we can tell the difference? Uh, or is that maybe? a user That's thing? them. Oh. oh. Why does everyone use purple? Because it's probably just their, the stock color. Hey, cool. Bear made it. Oh, no. Bear's on his way home. What hey. the fuck? Well, I had to drop off his super limited edition, actually limited edition at this point. This week in MTG Universal Can Koozie. Yeah. They're, uh, will be, they're not serialized, unfortunately. They are not serialized. We should have. And they won't be off-centered by a millimeter. <laughs> okay, maybe they will be, but... That's laser tolerance. Yep. Anyway. But yeah, no. Uh, yeah, the, they're, the mispr... Like, I can see the one for, like, the big crimps on top, like... The cuts, yeah, yeah the stuff well, the, at the end the, of the show, the, 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 pa- the, the crimps from the packs, yeah, the oh, pa- the pack yeah, pictures, yep. So I can I can definitely see those. Hey, thank you, Hercules. <laughs> Even though you didn't have to, thanks, Bl- man. Bless your soul. I would have I would have gone to like a dark blue. Well, it's honestly, it's because- not for him. It's not for him. It was just that I got the names confused quickly just looking. <laughs> well, I was about to say Matt I, wasn't reading. I'm. I'm the one that has our Discord up, and then these guys have the Twitch up so they can read the comments and everything. So I'm sitting here, like, squinting my eyes with my glasses, like, who the fuck's saying that? <laughs> I'm, anyway. try- I'm trying to read through all Matt's cords. Like, well, my, that's, my, why, that's why the screen is over there. I was reading the Twitch. Read. Yeah, and you got the Twitch there, so why do you need to look through the yeah, screen and things? I, so I had my phone down, and I was talking to you, and I saw that, and it's like, oh, hey. Well, like, I could, I can read it on the stream. I can read what they write, but I can't couldn't read who was oh, writing it. Yeah. This Over weekend there, yeah. font colors. Well, it's purple on the right and it's blue on the left. For my money, Helvetica is the best font face. As soon as Garrett starts talking about Helvetica, um, you know sir, we gotta move the, move on from the topic. He's about ready Roman. to nerd out. No, the a little No, before we start throwing down for fucking fonts here between Danny and sir, fucking Garrett. Sir. Sir. I am Times New Roman. I think you're gonna get some people like fucking flaming you for that shit, sir. Dude, motherfucker, I'm Joker Man. Let's go. Let's go, baby. It's just the font that we use for it is a it is a font. It's the one with all the weird Helvetica, yeah. Helvetica is an actual font. That was like Helvetica, but you said the Joker. Joker Man. Joker Man is the name of Helvetica? No, Joker Man is a different font. I don't know fonts. It's fine. I know Comic Sans is like the 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 punching bag forever. Terrible font. Anyway, She's let's go. Fuck yeah, wing dings. Oh, let's go. Before we go, I just got to respond to Casey. Casey, uh, it, they didn't cost us anything. They were a gift, surprisingly, from uh, Parker Shaffle of Everything Sideways, and so we got them framed. Yeah, they're Mark. They're Mark Riddick artist, artist proofs of the unfathomably brutal Basic Lands secret layer drop. So they look really cool, and Parker Shaffle is fucking badass. Where I get out of high school. Comic Sans is not used since like elementary school. Hey, I like comments. Comic Sans. I don't even know what I use for this. Ariel. The the, the notes are done in Ariel here. That's what, fine. what are your stances on Ariel? That's fine. You know, fine. I thought we talked about moving on from this topic. So moving we on. Keep going on. Well, Bear brought up Comic Sans. Moving on. Moving on. Hey, Matt, read the fucking news. <laughs> Speaking 
<laughs> super collectible cards. The newest cards getting added to the Heroes of the Realm Pantheon were showcased over on Reddit last week. Heroes of the Realm are magic cards with a different backing that are printed as gifts for thank yous and commemorating the work of employees that worked on certain projects or worked in a division of the company that did something exponentially good that year. Uh, the two cards this time around are Planeswalker calls ca- called Ursta, Friend to All, and Boyd, Inverse Sun. Copies of Ursta, Friend to All, were given to those who participated in the diversity, equality, and inclusion crew, while Boyd, Inverse Sun, which was pointed out on Reddit, is an anagram of Universes Beyond, was given to the team who has been working on the Universes Beyond product line. If you're interested in seeing this whole line of the Heroes of the Realm cards, you know, we got that link down for y'all to check out because there's a lot of cool cards. Quickly off the top of my head, they got the uh, Dungeons, uh, the Dungeon Master Planeswalker card and stuff like that. So, And also, the names of the employees are on the card, like in the, in the bottom text. Nice. Stuff. So yeah, I don't have voice there, sir. In a world on a computer with access to the world, there is soon coming to Arena near you. Explorer Anthology 2, Pioneer Boogaloo. What the fuck? Now, with saying what's on Pioneer, (laughs) banned and restricted chopping block. Without saying what's on the Pioneer, banned and restricted chopping block. <laughs> Why did I come tonight? You missed us because you were so excited. You missed us. That's, I missed my you, Jameson. You were so excited. That's why you came. That's what she said. Yeah, <laughs> kiggity. These nuts. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Explore, as a quick reminder, is a arena only format that is essentially Pioneer Light because not all the cards in Pioneer are on Arena at this time. Uh, when Watsi made Explorer, they said their end goal was to get Arena fully on our Arena fully on Pioneer. Actually, it's Pioneer fully on Arena. There you go. Calm down, sir. <laughs> uh, though creating sentimental sets like these Explorer anthologies, which is just directly putting in important cards that you can see in the Pioneer format into Explorer, uh, this bundle is going to cost you 4,000 gems or 25k in gold. Also, you can receive a playset of Eldrazi, Deplacer, Eerie Interlude, Brave the Elements, Soldier of the Pathrown, Methedral um, Armor, Cleaver Impersonator, Dispel, Zulaport Cutthroat, Elendon of the Great Revel, uh, Fiery Impulse, Rendering Volley, Cursor of the Crufix, Satire Wayfinder, Worldbreaker, N- uh, Nelia's Presence, uh, Reflector Mage, Sliver Hive Lord. Way to capitalize that eye there, Matt. Oh, uh, Shaman of the Pack. Did do that. Thought Not Seer. Coslick, the Great Distortion. Matter Reshaper. Mana Comflux. Mana Volts. Nykthos, Shrine of Nyx. And Basic Land Waste. Oh, I guess I can mention this here if anyone is interested in it. The full Alchemy Brothers War card. Brothers War card gallery is up. And will be released tomorrow, December 13th, on Arena. Uh, there will be 30 cards that can be only played in the Alchemy format on Arena. But, back to the important format, if you play Explorer a lot, are you excited about these cards? Uh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> All right, keeping up in the news. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got to say here, 
that that whole bit there of like at the at the beginning of now saying what's on the pioneer being our chopping block without saying what's on the pioneer being our trucking block. Do you guys have thoughts of that? Because they put Nykthos into Explorer. Oh, yeah. And with Mono Green Devotion being like the rampant deck in the Pioneer formats, like, and people are like, they gotta ban Nykthos. Like, th- is this like Wizard showing their hand that they're not gonna be banning Nykthos in the Pioneer formats? You know, no, they're, they're going to because they just no. put on Arena. It's, I, don't, I don't think they'll ban it in Pioneer, really, because here's the thing, just like with... Just like with Modern, there is single-card land disruption, whether it's destruction or turning it into something else. There is one way or another to get rid of that land, and the nice thing that, you know, Lotus Field has versus some of the other, like, quote-unquote problematic lands, Nick or Nykthos doesn't have Hexproof on it. You can disrupt Nykthos. You can turn it into an island. Well, I don't think you can because spreading seasons isn't legal and pioneer but there are other Correct. ways to do things yeah, I, th- I think i think a ghost quarter would be a good addition to pioneer but uh the the thing that i believe is on the chopping block is karn the great creator now well here's the thing there's there's a field of ruins in pioneer yeah and you got the fixed field of ruins that just yep. came out in uh brothers war or is yes. it dominary united uh yeah. It is the same thing, but they yeah. don't have to search. Exactly. So it's it's just one of those things. There there's ways to disrupt it that fit within the pioneer format where like singleton But not as fast as what a, a ghost quarter could be. You're right. But like I said, it fits within the pioneer format at the pace it's at. Because pioneer, like, yes, it can be fast paced, but is nothing compared to modern right now. Oh god, no. Exactly. So it's one of those things like it 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 is one of those things. Yes, Nykthos can be problematic, but here's the thing: if you know it's problematic, fucking plan for it. So with with Nykthos, so I just wanted to make sure this is the way it was. So obviously, for those who don't know, it is a land that has two abilities: one tap for a, a basic or uh, a colorless mana, or you can tap two, tap it, choose a color. And amount of mana of color equal to your devotion to that color. Um, so your devotion to the color is the number of mana symbols of that color and the mana costs of permits you control. So in I guess sixty card decks, obviously you can only have obviously you can have four of these. How often are you gonna have a massive board to actually make this good? Here's the thing, you can have four in there, but you can only play one at a time. It's legendary. Yeah, that's true. So here's but, here's the thing, like Like how are you gonna break this? Like yeah, you you can like late game maybe. Well, not, even, not even late game. Like if you're, we're strictly talking about mono green, lots of mana dorks that are one pip a piece, and you can get them out really quick. Lenoir, true, elves, and uh, elvish mystic. But but also those are what still, one ones that they're one, one ones that they're one that ones will die that, to a lot of things. You're yes. right, but they As seemingly don't. But well, they they do. They but do. It, but it gets it gets the thing where they can ramp out their bigger things that have more pips. Something yep. like Nissa who True, shakes the world, I suppose, Cavalier of Thorns that has, has three pips yep. and stuff like that, which is bigger and it doesn't die as easily. And yeah, yeah, it, it accelerates you there. That's why whenever I'm playing, you always fucking get the mana dork. 
as soon as if you have a removal in their hand and they drop a land war elf, they drop a fucking noble hierarch, they drop a birds of paradise, yeah, fucking kill that thing on sight to help to you know put them back into playing fair magic where they're on curve instead of ex- fair magic as the blue excel- player says instead, fair magic okay of, blue player instead of accelerating okay blue player fair magic okay, okay. okay. speaking from last night's spell table <laughs> you really have nothing to talk being the red player red is not fucking fair i felt <laughs> my my red decks deal damage I, to everyone at the same exact time i don't target anyone and I hit I, everyone equally. Exactly. You, you get a lightning bolt. You get a lightning bolt. I it says, whenever you cast a spell, deal damage to each opponent. And that's how mine is set up. And good, or it's whenever a creature enters, fucking, I think it was Chris, destroyed two of my non-land, non-creature permanents, and then I get three, three beasts out of them. Yep. And I had Perforos on the board, and freaking Bear's like, you realize that deals fucking four damage to all of us, right? Because you killed his shit and gave him creatures. <laughs> Do you? Are you also playing uh, the landfall bolts? No, I'm not doing those. Oh no, or, like, or the goid. I'm doing mine. Mine's a little bit more, <laughs> um, little bit more focused on cantri- <laughs> cantrips and making things just yep. fucking go so, on and on and on. But yeah. No, so I mean, there, there's way back to the original topic, Pioneer, Nykthos, all that jazz. I don't think they will. I, no, they And won't. if they do, it's not going to be in the next three months, maybe in the next six, where it's the three to six month mark versus the one to six. There there hasn't been enough pro tour for the Pioneer yeah. to actually regulate it. We got pro- banning and restriction. We got pro tour Pioneer coming out yeah, early coming next up, year. But I mean, stuff, it's so, yeah. still not enough. So the question is... I guess what, my thought when I saw that they put Nykthos in the Explorer anthology, I'm like, oh, there could be uh, signing the fact that Karn the Great Creator could be on the chopping block then since yeah. you know they're putting Nykthos out there, the card. It's like Nykthos and Karn the Great Creator were the two cards that a lot of Pioneer players have been talking about of being like, these need to get banned and stuff. So, yeah. that that. But I don't know. That's, that's its whole thing. But I mean. Get rid of Karn. Should we shift on to the next topic real quick, and then we can get into the bigger one that I'm sure we'll have lots of discussion on that's being limited to 10 minutes? Okay, maybe 15. Uh, sure. We got, uh, we got uh, Stefan saying, blue players are the most fair players. Neither of us commit to the board and look at each other until the time runs out. So, Danny, suck it. <laughs> <laughs> it's only because you're afraid of each other countering hey, your own spells. Hey, hey he I, I don't have a board, so I'm making it so you don't have one either, so we're both playing fair. See, fair magic. Oh, yeah, by the way, I'm going to draw a lot of cards, so I want you to also not have a library, and I'm going to mill the shit out of you. Yeah. Oh, did you see that new grinding oh, stone? Oh, I'm going to play with your cards. This oh, is the fair, right? And everything? Yeah, the, the judge promo. Jesus Christ, it looks like they're trying to kill a guy. Yeah, they're just putting a guy's head against a grinding stone. <laughs> for the card grinding stone. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of card stylings and card sleeves, even. Then when do we... St- when the fuck do we get sleeves? <laughs> 
you know? fucking we get ice cream. Yeah, there you go. I knew he, I was hoping someone would get this one. That's a great fucking movie. That is an underappreciated movie that needs to get watched more. And I, do you know that that line was strictly improvised? Too? Yes. Okay. Good. Yeah, I was fucking glad good. you know that. Dude, I want to. Did you see that? Uh, okay, let's get back on topic. Speaking of an article from the mothership, quote, several years ago as a part of a limited time promotion, players were able to obtain card sleeves depicting certain country specific flags for use in MTG Arena. We feel that this has impacted some players' abilities to enjoy the games. As such, we will soon be restricting how the country-specific card sleeves appear in the game. Players who previously acquired these sleeves will still see them in their collection and may still be able to apply them to decks. During matches, only players who have these card sleeves, they will only be able to see them that way. Otherwise, it'll appear as a default card back to opponents who do not have those same card sleeves. Players will receive 300 gems per flag sleeve. No, if you have all your decks in the sleeves, it doesn't count the sleeves per card. It's just co- the ones that you have. Yeah. I can tell I've been around my students because I'm out undoing the loopholes that people can try to find in this. Anyway, so for each set of card sleeves with the flags on them, um, You'll get 300 gems for those when those changes go live, regardless of how they originally obtained the sleeves. So you got them for free, you paid for them yourself, you somehow hacked the system, and now you have all of them, whatever. Uh, furthermore, we are currently have no plan. We currently have no plans to make these sleeves available again in game or through regional promotions. These changes will go into effect as part of our December 13th game update with gem reimbursement happening shortly thereafter. So that's a thing. But there's one quick last bit of arena news that I've just got to share. On December 8th, over on the official MTG Arena Twitter account, they tweeted, quote, after the issues players experienced in hashtag MTG Arena yesterday, our servers have been repaired and recharged. Now what want to do the same we want to do the same thing for you yes it tweet was tweeted that way they, they forgot the we they said yeah. now want they now forgot. that's I'm it like, caught me off guard and yeah. it's like yes it was tweeted that way uh, so from now until december 20th enter the code repair and recharge and receive 3000 xp and 1000 gold so enter it for some free shit on amazon or not Amazon. <laughs> Arena. Do Amazon. You know what? Put it on. Do it on Amazon. See what happens. Yeah, yeah put it on Amazon. Put it on Amazon and watch how many commander decks you get. How anyway. crazy would it be if it actually did something? Right. All right. So uh, I will. I guess I will introduce the next bit of news that we will talk about. I know we talked about it a little bit last night. I have my feelings on it. Uh, I can already anticipate Danny's feelings on it based off of hearing him slightly in my headphones. <laughs> the MTG Hasbro Fireside Chat. That happened yesterday. Fireside. Well, not yesterday, last week. Fireside, that's a funny word. Yep. Um, well, so it's like uh, FDR. I know what it means. FDR style stuff. They're, they're so, come to talk one-to-one with us. Be real. Sure. Show that these higher-ups uh-huh. can come down to our level and be very personal. Oh. Danny. Oh, really? Fireside is what we're doing right now. You and I, who's higher up? I don't know, but we're having a fireside. This is what it is. So the main article we will be referencing while we're talking about this is from the CNBC 
um, website uh, goes into it. Uh, the one thing that I will say right away, before you even get to read the article, it comes away with some key points. Here are the three key points that get brought up. Hasbro has refuted criticism that it is overprinting card sets for Magic the Gathering. I do want to say that that is one of the reasons why this fireside came to existence in the first place was uh, a month ago, Bank of America yep. stated that they're like killing their golden goose. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Gonna, uh, I just wanted to preface talk, that. I don't well, think we I'm, said like how the fireside Matt, shut up. He's talking. I'm just going to give the key points and then we'll talk about it more. Okay. We're just talking about the okay. key points. Yeah, Matt. Anyway, second key point. The head of its Wizards of the Coast unit said that the company prints to meet demand. <laughs> we'll again talk about that here in a moment. <laughs> the company said supply chain issues led to complaints about card releases being too close together is mm. a result of supply chain issues tied to the two releases that happened in October. Mm. Hey, Danny, do you know what two re- releases they're referring to? I do, but I don't remember. <laughs> I do, but I don't. <laughs> Matt, do you know? I do know. What is it then? Infinity and Warhammer. <gasps> so the two, two sets sub- no one cared about. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, I got I got some thoughts when we get to okay. that specific part there on that. So So really the these are kind of the three main talk they did talk a little bit about D D and D D beyond and all that stuff too. But obviously we're a magic podcast, so we're gonna mainly be focusing on the magic content of this whole fireside chat. So I don't know. Danny, did you actually listen to it yet? No. Okay. I Matt, was, you listened to it. I, I was I was telling Danny at the beginning of this is like I want to <laughs> do like a secret recording. It's just like a separate recording of Danny. Like have him listen that four do a full, reaction video, <laughs> straight up Danny reaction where he like hears something, he pauses it, he gives his fucking take, and then we get millions of views because I think it would be fucking comedy gold. And like, not to say that like it's it's more of comedy gold because of your reaction to it. Now be, like, I know what you're and, saying. And here, here's the thing for context for those of you who haven't listened to it yet. It was a 45 minute thing. Danny reacting to this would turn into a four hour thing. <laughs> Buckle up, Buttercups. You're in for the long haul. I'm gonna give you. I'm. <laughs> I'm gonna give you one hour off. And I'm going to say that we're rounding down with that five minutes, but you're getting one hour for every fucking ten minutes. I'm going to listen to this shit. Danny starts the whole episode. Children, okay. let me tell you about this series. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I practiced so hard for that. Let me use it a couple You've had times. two weeks to do it. You've, you've done No, enough. he hasn't had two weeks to do it. He's had two weeks to hype it up for himself. And I don't even think oh, it's God. been a full two weeks. It's been like a week and a half or whatever. Um, this is what he does on his 15-minute so breaks here, every 15 minutes? He hasn't been at work. What's well, his 15-minute break every 15 minutes? In case he says Danny can only be so pleased. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> so when f- how did you feel about like the first 10 minutes? Uh, okay. and, f- and for real quick, for those of you who didn't listen yet, Danny, <laughs> the first ten minutes of it, and I watched a, another like reaction recap after I listened to it of other content creators. Can I just guess how the first ten minutes was? Sure. Yes, complete bullshit. <laughs> kind of. It was essentially the Wicklip 
Wikipedia entry of what Magic the Gathering is. Yeah. They're, they're just it like, was fucking bullshit. It, it, it started off like in, in the 10 minutes, like three or four minutes of it were like... Um, Magic the Gathering is a strategy card game that is played by two or more people. So, I, I, so, I mean, so well, let, me, let me... Let me... It's a CEO of a company. CEO and CFO. Uh, just don't worry about it. So De- De- I'm Wizards, trying. I'm trying to give Chris my Cox explanation of, of how this this would have seemed. So don't correct me. Not, at least not yet. I was giving context. Who's, <laughs> who's all it, there? I, I have no idea what was going on. So I'm just thinking with what you've said. It was a CEO who has never played the game, who has no idea what the game is or how it works. So trying she probably had to try, look up the Wikipedia. Trying to explain. To the millions of people who play the game, what the game actually is, and they have no idea how it works or how it's made. Oh, but is see, that correct? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, um, perfect. So, so then here, here's the Corporate. other piece of it too. They they broke down like we have of of our Magic the Gathering audience. One third is started playing within the last three years. One third have been playing for the last ten, ten, ten years. Ten plus. ten plus years. I'm sitting here like. So then why don't you just fucking say that one, th- like, just break it down really simple and go, hey, one third of our players are, like, brand new within the game. They've only played, like, three years or they're brand new. Um, the other th- the other third has played from that three-year mark to the 10-year mark, and they, the last third is 10. OG. They've been here pretty much the whole time. Uh, because it's corporate and they have to put a uh, yeah, time know. stamp they on got, it. They got to f- fluff shit up. They're the fluffer of the They, they got to talk shit out of their mouths. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's but, typical corporate. Okay, but Matt, what did you think of the first like ten minutes where it was all that kind of shit? Uh, I don't know. It, the, okay, so when it comes to the fireside, it's the fireside chat was not n- was not necessarily talking to Magic players. The whole gist of this fireside again was in response to that Bank of America article that was posted, and this is just pretty much uh, Wizards higher up Deborah and Chris Cox Hasbro CEO uh, talking to investors like that was the whole thing it was uh ub ubs was the one that hosted the fireside we're, we're and they're talking to their investors and investors remind you the investors are probably the ones that don't know how to play magic at least chris cox he, he was the ceo of wizards before deborah was and stuff and like benefit of the doubt because of that they've at least done rudimentary magic playing do they know it very well probably I not doubt we they've, don't, we don't i doubt know. they've even picked up magic we don't know but again this was all for the investors and investors are probably investing in hasbro for more than just magic the gathering though magic the gathering a very strong driving force of what it's what hasbro, hasbro is it's what how hasbro makes money now right but uh so so because they've killed everything else if, if their accomplishment was come, trying come, to like come run, on transformers keep, has the michael bay movies come on when it comes to the the beginning of that whole thing there for the fireside chat i thought it was an okay opening sure. for who it was directed for investors who aren't invested with the game it's like oh i know enough magic like people are going crazy about this shit and so i'm going to invest into hasbro yeah, and, and I, so and it's from that standpoint i get it but like as the magic player content creator listening i'm like what the fuck? I know what the hell the game is. I've been playing. I'm w- the one third that's been playing for ten plus years. <clears throat> I'll, I'll definitely be more of the um, the devil's advocate. I think in this whole Don't discussion be. to try and like balance it out. Don't be. I will be. <laughs> Give in to the hatred. Do it. 
already have. Because yeah, I know you have. You're already on my side. I don't, I don't need. I just need to convince him. Says the guy who's invested in Hasbro. <laughs> How's them stocks looking there, bud? Sixty dollars a share as of today. Whoop whoop. So, uh, <clears throat> yeah. So it started off with that, and then they started talking Bullshit. more about their statistics, and uh, along with the lifetime amount of or the 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 time frame of players who have been playing at what time frames of su- stuff they also like categorized uh what they have found their player base to be uh, i do want to say that a lot of this the numbers and stuff that they've been pulling from are from things like those surveys that we've talked about on the episode like when those come out again we highly recommend you fill them out because the ceos use this as a way to like collect data. They don't specifically look at them, but they look look at the numbers that this all adds to. And so the groups of the, people they look at the summary of all the surveys. Yes. And um so the breakdown of like the type of players uh in the magic space and this is all like leading up to the claims of the overprinting and stuff. They're saying that um one third of their market is collectors. One third of them are casuals and one third of them are competitive players in some mix out of, God, was it 6 million, 60 million, six, 6 million. Was it 6 million yep. players? Okay. So 6 million players is what they said of who, who's like done service or however they get their information, like 6 million players. A third are, they, they see as collectors. A third they see as casuals. A third they see as competitive. They like their and thirds. They do like their thirds. I mean, it's the, uh, they break it down to the, like, here's the three categories. Who falls into this category instead of breaking it down even oh, more? They don't want to do any research. They're like, hey, we got three bubbles. Let's put them in bubbles and, and not have them cross. After they said what kind of groups of Magic players there are, they said we have products or we have uh, stuff for each of those. Like they were talking about like uh, for the for the ca- uh, for the collectors. You have collector boosters being marketed to them. You have the set boosters kind of being marketed to the casuals and draft boosters being marketed towards the competitives. Going to take a, a, a quick, quick pause just, here. I'm just reading Casey's Ka- comment. Casey says, Chris Cox played mono green and claimed Galta as the best card because it's a 12-12 for potentially two. It dumbfounds him due to his small knowledge of the game, how the card isn't selling for $100. That's why we're returning to Ixalan because Chris Cox limited magic knowledge wills the company back to the great plane. Hey, we all know the best green <laughs> creature is a 6-6 six, six for 6 with trample. That's right, folks. Colossal Dreadma. Bless the dino boy. Prime Louisville Titan. Oh, that's an aggressive fucking card. Dude, dude, come on. Why would you want Lance? You have a 6-6 six, six with trample. What more do you possibly need? Lance. Yeah. For Crater Health Behemoth. So shit was broken down there. I'm going to look up on the Discord like what I did my my quick type su- summary of this. Because <laughs> I thought that turned out okay. I just, I just love when corporates give the most uninformed information to their stockholders. And their stockholders are dumb enough to believe it. Okay. Okay. So, hey, not not a, not saying you are Garrett, but I'm just saying most I, of the. I so- believed everything that Mr. Cox said on that. <laughs> what are you trying to say, sir? We're like we're gonna pull a bag over your head and tell you all these lies, and you're gonna believe it because we told you to believe it. So, some of the foreign stats that were also given that 80 percent of the base, uh, 80 percent of the base plays Magic casually, whether that be the 
collector player or the casual player. Like 80% of the magic base plays casually and 20% plays strictly competitively and stuff. And that's, you know, where we get stuff like uh, Pro Tour and shit like that. So it was also stated that 10 million people are registered on Arena. So it probably was 60 million players then instead of 6 million. If 10 million are uh, registered on Arena... Uh, a number was also given that hybrid players, people who play online and people who play in paper, spend about 40% more than the average player does. And because of something like that, Wizards wants to really focus on them because you see numbers like 40% more spending from this group of people that are hybrid players. Let's do that. Um, they also commented on, oh, this was a cool one, in-person attendance uh, is at is recorded at being at 75% of pre-pandemic rates. So pretty much this last year, shit started opening up a little more. And now that we're at like 75% what it was pre-pandemic, kind of promising to hear, you know, those numbers because they pull from WPN as well. And that's another uh, data point marker that they pull from is from their WPN stores. But they also referred to in that in that same bit of the art or the, the chat, the Wizards 30 celebration. Yeah, that's the next. And I'm, sit- and I'm sitting here going, you realize that that might have been like over a hundred percent if you didn't fucking limit who could come to that event with a price tag the way you did. Yeah. Anyway, Danny, what's your thought, buddy? Uh, so I hope they. I wish they could have another Fallen Empires fiasco because <laughs> that would teach them not to fucking print sets every month and a half. If they could do that with secret that, layers, that if, is not what they interpreted the overprinting of. Oh yeah, should, should we jump into that bit? Oh there? no, I, I I get the corporate. No, we're not overprinting bullshit. But I mean, I wish Hasbro would experience a Fallen Empires fiasco like Watsy did. But here here's the thing: the Fallen Empires fiasco that happened is different <laughs> than what's currently. Oh, happening. I, I'm not saying it's the same thing, but I'm just saying I wish they would understand they'd have a Fallen Empires fiasco in a sense. For, for them to get their heads out of their asses and not print a set every two months. But here's the funny part. You bring up the Fallen Empires fiasco. That's what they kind of refer to. Like They didn't specifically go, hey, we're not doing things like what happened in Fallen Empires where we overprinted and that fucking whole set is worth nothing. Yeah. That's essentially what they're saying. Yeah, we're not doing this. Our sets are print to demand. So we only print as much as we need. And people saying that they we're overprinting. They took fucking complaints out of context because of the corporate greed. It's not. I I would argue it's not necessarily. I mean, it is definitely out of context. But they're they're shifting it into what makes it look better. They're they're lowering. So they're they're taking it out of context. Yeah. Yeah. You you argue. You you. I'm agreeing. I'm agreeing. You Anthony the hell out of that. I'm here, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Anthony. Tesseret. 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 But but no, it, knock, they knock, sat knock. they sat there and yeah no we don't overprint we've got cool things for the collectors like the secret layers and all that stuff and I'm like okay cool but here here's the thing they did did not address how much supplement well no they did but they didn't address it in the negative which is you know obviously what they're trying to do because remember that this is meant for the investors so when they they broke into talking all of the different types of player the casual the commander the online yada 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 they're like. We have so much product geared at every single person. It's like, yeah, but then you got the players like like some of us. Hey, we play modern, we play Oathbreaker, we play Commander, we sometimes play Arena. <laughs> we complain about Arena. So here's the thing: 
We have I we have products the, for the, all these people. The only reason I play arena still is because of our every couple months brawl league, and the, then and the, then after the brawl league is done, I'll play for like a week of historic. Little note: we're working on details for that one. Nomad is so stick tuned. But Ooh. also with going to EDH, so I play modern obviously, but I don't play modern on a regular basis. I have two decks. That's all I'm going to build or ever do. Uh, and one of your two decks will still hold up. That's the fun part. Actually, both of them probably will hold up for a while. Burn and what else? What else do you have again? Slesian uh, Sol- uh, uh, Soul Sisters with Walking Ballista Heliad. Yep. Oh, yeah. That one will hold up still. Yeah. So. It's fucking good. Right? It is. Surprise. That I, hasn't shown up around a lot. Actually, more. that might not. I, I played Jank that, compared to Fargo's We'll get into a different set, topic on that a different time. Or play style. But no, yeah, they they talked about this, but they didn't like they addressed it, but they addressed it to make it look like it's a good thing. Like, hey, we make all this different product. We have these... options for everyone. Warhammer, we're on our third reprinting because we just can't keep up. Yeah, yeah, that was one thing that they highlighted there. The other fucking thing that I just had to laugh at because we talked about it. Going to talk about the thirtieth edition. Uh huh. Okay. We we adjust we adjusted. How how much of the thirtieth anniversary pack that we did because we we heard what the fans were saying. <coughs> so quick reminder: the thirtieth the thirtieth edition stuff went on sale at the beginning of December. Online. How long do they stay online? Like not even an hour. It wasn't even an hour, and people were or people were talking about that. There's people who've done some like data scrapes to see like roughly the amount of. Uh, items sold yeah the amount of sales and stuff sold from that so like the 30th edition those are those uh collective proxies those those collector proxies they're official unofficially tournament league non-legal proxies four thousand dollars that you that you you can print yourself for five cents with piece paper and you don't get guaranteed copies of yeah because they're boosters okay can we also talk about have you i don't i don't think i've sent these to you guys there, there is a company that le- like legitimately is printing and packaging, like in actual packs, pro- like pro- proxies, not just a beta, like proxies of any card in. And one of don't the- say their name just so they don't get cease and desist. I don't remember their name. I okay, legitimately good. don't. But I saw a TikTok and they're like, "Oh, hey, are you ready for the chaos draft?" I'm like, and one player holds up three different packs. The other player alphabet revised. No, it was uh, it was like <laughs> Dark Ascension, Theros, and uh, Zendikar. Sure, uh, like three actual packs. And then the other guy in the, in the video um, holds up three of these proxy packs. Well, you got to have three different packs. Oh no, these are proxy packs. They're all different cards. It's a real chaos draft. You have no fucking idea what you're getting. <laughs> and I'm like, that's actually a fucking badass idea. We should order some of those. Uh, so, no. Side tangent. Not really, but kind of. So yeah, that's uh, the 30th edition there. They were then saying that they they listened to the fans. They listened to the audience and they shifted how much they were going to make because of some of the I don't even think they used the word backlash. They, did, did you take uh, the note? Uh, they stated that they pulled back on the sale of 30th edition to help keep the item more collectible because they uh, 
they not not commandeer. What's the word? Uh, cur- curate to collectors as well, since they are a third of the base. Oh, you go for the third, not the two thirds of players that fund your company. Yeah, man, whales give them a lot of money. Like if you if you if you sell ten one thousand dollar packs boxes. Uh, compared to like a hundred, compared ten- to a hundred hundred dollar tickets to the MagicCon, a hundred dollar tickets is a steal. <laughs> Let's be honest. But like- that's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Point. Su point. But remember, the thousand dollar packs go directly to Wizards. Those hundred dollar tickets get spread out a little bit. That's fine. Like, so just going back to Magic Thirty. I know I've already said this. Oh, it was. But for having so for having th- what two and a half years of no Magicons in person, and they still fuck up. I mean, I don't know. I'm not gonna get. I'm gonna. I, I'm not that, gonna be a that person one that's gonna ride that too one we, hard. We, that we, we one talked we about. Talked about where it might have been the event organizer but more it, so but than it's, Wizards. It's still a fact that it's still on Wizards. Yeah. To have how long and still hire the wrong person to do it. Even though they've had twenty plus years of doing it, yeah. They had, oh, hey, we took two weeks off. We forgot to hit record. Hey, hold on, hold on. That's basically what they did. So Stefan says in the Twitch chat <laughs> that uh, imagine they actually think it's overprinted and not just making too many different products. And that was uh, at least what I uh, what I understood as the takeaway from that is the way that they were. Uh, talking about like the magic portion of the fireside was that oh we're looking at it as uh quantity not quality quantity just in a different uh a different section of quantity like where it's a different point of view of the 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 amount of different products as compared to the amount of a single product but that that goes back to the quantity over quality I mean, well, like they're, they're they're just wanting to put out as much crap as they possibly can in different sets, rather than focusing on quality and doing fewer sets and having time for their buyers or consumers to refund or replenish their money from the last. The word sets. you are looking for is wallet fatigue. <laughs> Well, yes. Everyone is experiencing that for the amount oh, of products Jesus that are fucking fuck, coming yeah. out. Like that's the that's the that's the buzzword that no one wants to say anymore because of all this shit. Yeah, we, we've all we've all seen that graph uh, that graph image where it shows the amount of products that were, have been made since '93 till now. Yeah. Yep. Right now, it's like tripled from when we started playing. You started. In, yeah, you started in Zendikar, so you started before yep. us. So yeah, around our time, it tripled in just product alone, not including Seeker Lair sets, which at the time that graph was made was at 48, which did not include the December Super Drops, because they're counting each individual drop, not like the Super Drop in yep. general. So they're, so, yeah, they're, counting, little, they're counting the eight drops in the Super Drop. Yes. Yeah, yeah and they're so talking they about each single box. So 48 in 2022, not including December and this Transformers one. Yeah, which is fucking nuts. No, I, so I mean, overall... Yes, the fireside was geared towards the investors, not us as the players. You, whether or not we are invested in Hasbro or not, well, we like are. It, well, no, like actually invested. Well, yeah, but I mean, yeah, but, I get but, what you're saying. But we're the small, the small fish. They were addressing the big fish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I do. I, I do feel like that is like the primary emphasis taken away. I feel 
not not to be like disingenuous to the magic content creators out there that are saying like this fireside chat was like a slap to magic players like this wasn't directed to magic players like we were just kind of in the background of who it was for but but it and i, but I just kind of like it's it, it, for the content creator saying it is a slap in the face it, it is don't get it, me wrong it, it is. It 100% is a slap in the face because it's, it's cuz they don't they don't care about us players they, they just care, care about their, their stockholders that's all they care about yeah. right and, and has and has was going to kill a game that's been going on for 30 years yeah, i don't know i don't I, think magic's going to anytime soon man i th- i think as much as we him and haw at it here's the thing we him and haw at it and we may, maybe we don't buy new product but we'll still continue to play Everybody knows when you take a break from magic, you or when you back. quit when you when you quit magic. So it's 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 the, the quitting magic of like take take a break. Yeah, and you come back because take, like, take it from somebody who who quit magic. I came back with fucking a vengeance, baby. <laughs> Here I am on a goddamn podcast. <laughs> who to thunk? Doing a commander thirty two deck challenge. See, being... I, I just proxy all of it. <laughs> Which is fine. Which honestly, which is a hundred percent fine. Well, yeah, Wizards has signed off that proxies, are right? Fine. Yeah, it's now terminate legal. Play with proxies. Tournament, but Air I, I don't know. Final final thoughts on Ooh, yeah. Final thoughts on the fireside chat. I suppose this is more directed at Matt and I, and Danny gets to give his two cents based off of what we say or his own opinions, and not really yeah, caring. Bro sucks. Is that your final thoughts? No. Okay. Go you want me to go, first? go okay. first? So I really like like in our in our chat or our group chat. I thought I turned I uh, like I said what I wanted to say pretty well, and I'm just gonna like read yeah. that there. So uh, they do come off as a bit condescending to those complaining about the product, about magic in general, and that they seem to be misunderstanding the too much product uh, complaint. They seem to think of how much of a set they print, which is why they're like we print to demand. Uh, to the real complaint of how quickly many different products are coming out right after another. So, like, what uh, Stefan was on as well there. So, yeah, that, that's, like, my summary for it. Uh, I mean, suppose for me going, if we're going based off of what we put in the group chat, um, when I was when I was watching it, I was taking it from the standpoint of a Magic player and I was literally banging my head against my desk. Oh yeah, there's there's a few times like when they first said, "We're so, we print a demand and stuff." Like I just fucking burst out. I think I, I think Shelby, my uh, for my wife, um, heard me from. I'm in my basement. I have the office door open. I'm listening <laughs> as I'm sleeving up my mono red deck. I'm like so fucking proud, and I'm like, "Oh, good, I got another deck done. I'm gonna listen to Hasbro Fireside Chat, so that way when we're on the podcast tomorrow, I can actually fucking talk about it. And know what the hell I'm saying." <laughs> And I think that that part came up, and I went, "What the fuck?" Yeah, we printed demand, and luckily, our oh. ki- luckily our kids were asleep. And my daughter started repeating me. <laughs> oh, oh shit! What the I, fuck? I do want to say. Uh, I think this one is also important to be stated here. It was mentioned uh, the secondary market in there. That's uh, yeah. The Wizards of the Coast does not participate in the secondary market, and they don't. They don't care uh, the value of the card after it goes out. They just like they oh, care. Yeah, they care about the sealed product, and that's all they. Yeah, it's care like about. it's the card is collectible. That's cool. This is a collectible card and hey, stuff. We, we but made a, we made a pack that you could get this one collectible card in. By the way, that pack is going to cost you fifty bucks a pack. <laughs> Jesus, but well, no, I I did that, and she came down. She's like, "What are you yelling about?" I told her what I was listening to, and she goes. God, you're a nerd. <laughs> you're like the weird kind of nerd too. She's like, you're the weird kind of nerd. 
and left. And I was like, okay, all right. Shout back up to her. I'm that's, on a podcast. What that's do you that's where you say, well, you're married to one, so it's oh, who's no. weird now? No, that's the point. We have, we have this conversation where she goes, well, I'm right. I'm like, yeah, you are. You're always right. And here's the thing. If you're always right, you chose me. That makes me Mr. Right. Oh. So therefore, anything beep, I beep, say beep, is right, beep, and beep, you're beep, right, beep. and then I'm right, and either way, I win, you lose. <laughs> and she just looked at me, she just glared. She, I hate you. I'm like, you love me. Because I'm right. Because I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, what's your summary? What, what do you got, buddy? My wife hates it when I correct her. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is, is that your summary that you're, you're standing on? Uh, yeah, side? sure. Uh, no, <laughs> it's, it. it's, we're done. Obviously, I have not listened to this. I don't think I'll ever will. Uh, just because it's, but Danny, the content, I want a live reaction. I really want to do this now. No, Danny, please. No, Danny, come back. What are you doing on Saturday, man? You can watch the fireside chat. I owe you some beer because you saved my ass. I will double that beer if we do this. I can't this Saturday. Sunday? No, I won't be here. Thursday. <laughs> Maybe. Hey, know. there we go. <laughs> okay, so summary. Thur- Thursday, you just come over here. He'll he can do his normal thing and he will he'll put down the curtain for you. He'll put the camera right on your face and he will start it. And he will be recording the whole time. He will hit record before he leaves. No, he won't. I'll he'll make sure it. I'll make sure to put the uh, black leather couch uh, outside so that we feel more comfortable. Okay, final thoughts. Danny, um, what do you got? Again, it's just back to what I've been saying the whole time. It's a corporate that's been threatened by Banks' tweets saying that they've fucked up. Yeah. Uh, they're they're throwing out their apology, just like uh, what they did with um, Anthology, uh, saying, sorry, we don't actually do our jobs. So, yeah, it's just it's a bunch of bullshit from the corporate. I, just I, shitting, just shitting out of their mouths, uh, lying to everyone who actually knows what the game's doing or how the game's working. Just literally putting pigs over the blind who are giving them money. That's I, all it is. I, I do got to say, it does feel very <clears throat> shitty that we get a we get a kind of in depth in depth air quotes response from the higher ups of CDO uh, of uh, the higher ups at Hasbro and Wizards after. <laughs> A fucking bank writes something about it. Like, forget everybody else who's been writing shit about this. Like, people on Polygon, people on MTG yep. Rocks. Like, they're 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 small fish compared to like this bank that's just like, oh, we're gonna throw shade at Hasbro. Did they fucking made it on uh, Philip DeFranco, the Wizards, the Bank of America article yep. to Wizards of the Coast? Well, Bank of the the bank actually has a lot of pull in the finance world. Right. Which is which is so, crazy. You know, they they write once, this article once, and it makes a big enough wave. It makes more than just like nerd headlines. Well so with nerd headlines they're like, okay, well that's a small fish. That's that's penny on the dollar. Penny on the dollar on them. Yeah, but we're the ones that are given the but, but here, pennies. But here's the thing though. Again, we're not the whales. We're not the whales, but they're the ones that particularly get diamond and stuff. Just the whole thing in general, it took fucking Bank of America to say what everybody else has been saying is just like and the embodiment. How, and the how, how much epitome. how much you want to bet it was just an intern at Bank of America who was a magic player <laughs> that wrote this article on Twitter that just blew up and No, he didn't write it on Twitter. He went to his boss 
and it was like, hey, here's the thing. But here's the thing. Here's he, the thing. He probably has a Twitter account. He doesn't even talk to his boss. He just tweets out whatever he wants. Like the no, person who no, this the was person an actual who, article. It wasn't a, a but, string of tweets. But I'm just saying. Well, it's I'm just saying it's like the person on Wendy's Twitter. <laughs> First off, <laughs> nobody can hold a candle to Wendy's Twitter because why Wendy's did, Twitter. Why didn't Wendy's Twitter go after the Hasbro? Best. The only reason why Twitter is still alive right now is because of Wendy. Wendy. Yep. Wendy allows it. No, I need to get my jokes out. <laughs> my rips. It's Wendy. It's the only thing good that comes from Wendy's. <laughs> at Wendy's roast us. At, at Wendy's, please don't. <laughs> Dude, how great would it be? I'm going to tag Wendy's. At Wendy's, please do. I'm, I'm going to timestamp it too so that way they come to this podcast. It'd be like these fucking nerds from Midwest, from the Midwest, are fucking. Who the fuck do you think you are? (laughs) Three schmucks with microphones. That's what it is. Real side tangent, not adjacent tangent. Oh god! Have you guys seen the uh, the fast food house on TikTok? Oh no! What? Oh the. Where, Listen where they, here, they, bitch. Like yeah, those ones? Yeah, where it's like okay. the chick is dressed up as yep. Wendy's, the, and then there's like Rhonda as Oh, Ronald no, I McDonald. have seen that one. I thought They got the Burger King Jack I, in the Box. I thought, you were, I thought you were talking about the one where the guy just puts a picture of like Taco Bell. Oh, no. This, and, this is the black no, web of, t- of TikTok. No, this it's is, not. No, it, yes, it is. No, it is not. a whole fucking series, and it is delightful, and I will show uh, you after this. I don't know. I'll give them like it's a halfway between normal and the black web of TikTok based off of some of the things that get posted in. Hold on. Hold on. Now. Not, not just, the dark web. Just, just I said the, the well, dark side of TikTok. Yeah. Or anyway. Matt. Anyway. Yep. No, Matt. You can't say what you're saying. <sighs> okay, so that's the fireside chat. Do we all so, do we all blow our, do we all blow our loads on that? Shit. Now to the conjured currency section. Oh shit! More bullshit. One, <laughs> one fucking finance talk to another. Who's oh, this is a real finance, right? This Where we cover finances of yes. notable cards and their price trends. The main resource that we like to use is the amazing site mtgstocks.com, who comes out with a weekly winners article that goes over three to five cards of note that are moving up in price and three to five cards that are moving down in price. The weekly winner article drops on a Friday. We record our episodes on a Monday now that we're back. And so there, if, if there is any price differences, we will talk about them as we go over the article. But let's jump into it. Are we Are we switching roles again? Are we? I don't know. Are, are you going to continue? I'm, I'm asking. I just did the intro. Do you want, you want to play a game of why is this moving up? Like, I've read the article. Have you read the article? No, I haven't. So okay. I'd, like, I'd like to play. Okay, so first off, we have Brutal Cathar, the silver screen printing, which is the black and white one that came out in uh, Midnight Hunt. Uh, Double feature, there we go, that's the one, double feature. It is white 2 for a 2-2 human soldier werewolf when it ETBs or transforms into Brutal Cathar. Exile target creature and opponent controls until this creature leaves the battlefield and has daybound. And then it flips over to... You got to go on here for the... Where's the flip button? It's the circle. Go to the, go to the card. Go to the it's, card. Go to the card. There you go. Oh, also, never mind. Click the circles, blow it. That's, that's Card Kingdom. But either way, it brings it up and so shows the backside. Will it show the backside? There we go. Backside. It turns into Moonrage Brute Creature. Werewolf. First strike. Ward. Pay three life. And then it's uh, Nightbound. God, that took fucking way too long for us to get to. It did. So it that's ju- where that doesn't have the flip. <laughs> it jumped up 124% on Friday and was chilling at $8.44 today. 
Monday, market price $6.47, average price of $8.73. Foils going for $10.83, European average for €4.38. Uh, quick reminder, average price is what sellers are selling them at. Market price is what buyers are buying them at. And foil prices is kind of like what the average price is mm. and stuff. Brutal Cathar in standard. Well, Pioneer. I'm going Pioneer, though. You're going Pioneer? Going Why Pioneer? What, what, what about Pioneer? Just Pioneer's getting more attention right now, and Standard's kind of dying out. So I'm going Pioneer. Uh, I don't know if it's a specific deck, anything like that. I'm just going with Pioneer. And you'd be right. Would I? Yeah. Primarily, be, primarily because of the White Weenie deck. First off, in Standard, like this kind of like uh, this blew up this the White Weenie deck in Standard, but then it started to pick up speed. During the Atlanta RCQ, ah, fan, yep. uh, listener of the podcast, friend of the podcast, best awesome dude, fucking Slade, Whoa. goes to fucking Atlanta. Wow, are you saying Wade's not the best awesome dude? Wade is also, they're all best awesome dudes. There's they're no kind of, like non, there, non best awesome dudes. There's a reason um, why the word best is the best. Yes, yeah, everybody's the best. No, that's not everyone group. can be the best. Everyone, can, our, everyone can be awesome. Everybody, okay, everybody is awesome here. Slade, you're awesome. Wade, you're awesome. <laughs> Don't uh, use the word best. Okay, awesome. That's showing favoritism. Slade, yeah. you're, Slade, you're awesome. And Slade, awesome. Like red is listener, the best color. Friend of the podcast. Went down to Atlanta. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> went down to Atlanta with white weenies for Pioneer, and uh, yeah, uh, brutal Cathar. Picking up in price because uh, it being a very strong aggro deck going on in there. And it has a list of what you can do, or like a, a, a rough list of a white weenie deck on uh, MTG stocks. Now we have Triplicate Titan. This is, came from the C21. Which which decks are the C21s? Test for both of you. Danny's not going to play. He's just going to be fucking like, I don't want to play this stupid game with you, Matt. Uh, Lair of Behemoths. Lair of Behemoths. No. What? No. Strip was, yeah, was, Oh, God damn say, it. Later so, the Behemoth, so I was so, way tri- before that. Which, which oh, decade? that was the 20. That's the 20. Damn so it. So Triplicate Titan is a 9-mana, nine 9-9 nine, nine artifact creature golem with flying vigilance trample. When it dies, create a 3-3 three, three colorless golem artifact creature token with flying, a 3-3 three, three colorless golem artifact creature with vigilance, and a 3-3 three, three artifact creature golem with trample. Friday, it jumped up 69 noise percent up to $3.73. Today, Monday, it is market price $2.75 average for people are pushing it for a little more. And it is has a European average of a euro 20 cents. And it has a borderless printing or extended art printing that you could only get in the uh, set boosters. Well, I'm going with Commander. Okay. Not not legacy. I'm going with commander. Okay, commander. Um, and I don't. I'm, I'm going warhammer. I don't know if. Oh, that would be a good one. Okay. Okay. Danny's playing this game. I'm. 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 I'm excited. playing the game the entire okay, time. What, what is it? What is it? What is it? What is it? It's, what a, is black, it? it's a black warhammer. Brothers War. <laughs> Cards from Brothers War and Commander are causing it to go up here, and then also the uh, uh, the the Transformer one specifically. You got uh, noted here Megatron Megatron Tyrant that reads at the beginning of post combat main phase. Oh, it's the back side of this. God, we gotta do this fucking flip thing here again. Hold on, <laughs> hold on. The backside of Megatron Tyrant here says, whenever Megatron attacks, you may sacrifice another artifact. If you do, Megatron deals damage equal to the sacrifice artifact's mana value to target creature. If excess damage would be dealt to the creature this way, instead that damage deals that much 
to that creature's controller and you convert Megatron. So it's just kind of a way to, um, uh, decks are using the fact that when it dies, you get three bodies and just being a big mana thing to cheat out in an artifact, it's kind of picking up in popularity and stuff from all the things with Brothers War. It also sees uh, some play in the Mishra Tamer of Makfawa, which gives it uh, unearth. There we go. That's what we're yeah. unearth. So you can unearth it back pretty cheaply. Dies, gives you three bodies. Uh, Liberator Urza's Battlethopter. That's a big prominence commander, uh, commander getting built right now because of that and stuff. So there's that. Next up, Species Specialist. Black Black 2. Human Warrior. When it enters the battlefield, choose a creature type. Whenever a creature of the chosen type dies, you may draw a card. This came out in C20. Lair of Behemoth. There you go. <laughs> it jumped up 19% on Friday and was at $6.65. Today, Monday, average price $6.46, average $6.71, European average $4.30. This does not have extended art. It's only printed in one of the C20 commander decks. I think I got this one. You got this one? Okay. You, Danny, you, you want you want to take a take a shot at this one? No. You dirty rat. Uh, Is it rats? It's rats from because Jumpstart. Because of Jumpstart. Yes. Jumpstart 2022. But not only rats, but the insect deck. Oh. So the, the rat in question here is the... Ashcoat of the Shadow Swarm. Yeah. There we go. There it is. It's four... Uh, three and a black for a three four rat warlock legendary creature when it attacks or blocks other rats you control get plus x plus x till end of turn where x is the number of rats you control and then at the beginning of your end step you may mill four cards if you do return up to two rat creatures from your graveyard to your hand so like rats tribal kind of dirty up. rat because you could put this in something like relentless rats right and stuff like that so jesus but there's also zask yeah, like the, the fucking insect like forget that it's skittering swarm lord forget about that green green three this also came out in jumpstart 2022 five five legendary insect creature whenever you play uh you may play lands as and cast insects from a graveyard okay there we go it's so blurry and i can ah, what doesn't have the fucking words Maybe I'm just losing my mind. Uh, whenever another insect you control dies, put it onto the bottom of its owner's library, then mill two cards. And then you could pay hybrid Golgari 1, target insect gets plus 1, plus 2, and gains death touch till end of turn. Scoot Swarm. Scoot. Scoot. Yeah, Scoot Swarm is an insect. And it fucking plays in that deck. So yeah, uh, Species Specialist, not just that as well, it's also mentioned as just being a good tribal draw card in black as yeah. well. But because of rats showing up, it is uh, rat rat type rat and insects are more viable for yeah it's, black it, it's, recursion of drawing cards and not milling yourself out and it's kind of like pushing uh strengthening the archetypes of those because you don't see too many insect decks like grist was the insect commander primarily since it got printed like there wasn't one that wasn't using a changeling like a morpheon of insect tribal now you got zask yeah all right, well, let's jump into some cheap pickups. So if we remember for this first one that we talk about, comes from the MTG Stocks Premium Penny Stocks feature, which is a card that has bottomed out at some point and is starting to consistently move upwards. And the first one we've got up is actually a newer card, which is cool to see. Uh, Valiant Veteran, Jesus, uh, sitting at $2.49 and moving up. 
And this one is the two cost white and colorless. Other soldiers get plus one, plus one. And then you can pay three and two white pips, exile it from your graveyard, put plus one, plus one, a plus one, plus one counter on each soldier you control. Soldiers have gotten a real boost recently, not only from Dominary United, but from Brothers War. They almost didn't even fucking need it, but whatever. All right, so the next one is Cascade Bluffs, specifically the Double Masters version. And this is sitting at $3.64 and moving down. And then Jace Vin's Prodigy, so this is the the flip Jace where it's a creature and then becomes uh, a Jace Planeswalker. Is sitting at seven dollars and eighty cents and slowly moving down. Oh, how the mighty have fallen! Right, yeah. This used to be almost a hundred dollar card back in two thousand sixteen. So <sighs> this was a this was a, a standard powerhouse, and then it was used in modern. Pretty look. Here's the fucking flip button on this. Maybe yeah. it's just new cards that don't have the flip button. But yeah, yeah. But I know Matt has a card he would like to talk about before we get into our normal end of the conjured currency spiel. Yeah, so I like to do this on occasions, and uh, this is one of those occasions. We're talking about species specialists there, and two specific tribes, rats and insects. This card, Swarm Lord, which Swarm is Swarm Yard. Swarm Yard. Swarm. Ha! I've gotten to correct you now. <laughs> Thank you. Swarm Yard. It's a land. Taps to add colors, and then you can tap, regenerate, target insect, rat, spider, or squirrel. It got reprinted in Time Spiral Remastered, and it was originally printed in Time Spiral. And it does is, have a secret layer version. It does have a secret layer version. But yeah, and it's a five dollars ninety one cents market price, average five eighty three. So more people are buying at a higher price than what people are selling them at. So that's a strong indication that people are also picking up on Swarm Lord being a, a solid yeah. buy. Will it last forever? I don't know. Like rats and insect tribal, just kind of like riding could, the it hype. Could, right it could now. be the yeah, the Unu shiny. Yeah. So if you got like a handful of these, like maybe maybe go over to uh, TCG Sniper, set in some alerts, so or that way you get I was notified. Gonna, dude, I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna. Thought you were gonna hype up our other one. There's another one. Conviction Gaming. <sighs> Normally, this is the point where you go, hey, we're not really good at yes. calling card trends and everything. We you should not. go over to Convention Gaming because he's really fucking good at it. Even go look at our bonus episode that we did an interview with him. That, well, what, what Garrett said right there. <laughs> we had all of that. Uh, not Chris, sarcastically. Yeah, n- not sarcastically <laughs> at all. Chris, no, yeah, Chris Martin is... Sorry, that was just my imitation of Matt. Chris Martin, Jesus Garcia, and uh, Jay. I don't even know Jay's last name. Does he say MTG Drip? Yeah, MTG Drip. Jay, I'm so sorry if you're listening to this. I don't know your last name, bud. Uh, but they all uh, make up Conviction Gaming, uh, Conviction Brewing, and they have a podcast. Uh, Chris, he tweets a lot about magic prices. Like when he sees a card that is potentially viable in something and stuff, he, ju- he just tweets it. Like he is one of the best financial Twitter followers to, or Twitter people to be following for magic finance. He just, gives that out for free he also has a patreon where he has more in-depth articles right now he just dropped one for should you buy the december super drop that is available for patrons but that will be going available i think next week to everybody else on his website he just wants the patrons to get like access otherwise he just gives it to everybody else then like chris martin great a guy for when it comes to uh magic finances and stuff Mm -hmm. so but yeah other than that head on over to tcg sniper where you can identify at least five products, but if you get the premium version, 
You get unlimited product, so sealed or single cards. You can identify when you want to sell them or when you want to buy them and get notified when they have reached that price of either which way. Cool. And that puts us at the end of the episode now. So thank you to all you legendary magic folk for making it to the end of episode 165 of This Week in MTG. Big thank you to our Patreons who think that this content that you just listened to is worth supporting. I'd also like to give a big thank you to J-Dub Sports Cards and Gaming for sponsoring us. And if you're looking for anything magic-related, go check them out. Now, do you guys have anything else you want to add to this? I like, I how, you, I like how you still say Patreons, our Patreons, when it's Patrons. It's Patreon. Potato, tomato, fuck off. Patrons. It's patrons, like when you use the word normally, it's patrons. But the website is Patreon. Yeah. That's what I was saying. But that's, the website's Patreon. Yeah, and they're patrons. But people who are spending money on our Patreon are patrons of us. Anyway, I don't don't have anything else to say. Danny already said his piece, uh, correcting Patreon and patron. Yep. At least he doesn't have an E in there anymore. Valid. Yeah, I changed that after you fucking made fun of me. You hurt my feelings. I'm sorry. Of a bitch. I was just broke, making sure broke my heart. Just trying to make you learn. You're the best. Making you smarter <laughs> every day. Trying. And with that, magic folk, we will catch you next time. See ya. Bye. Congratulations, you made it to the end of this week's episode of This Week in MTG. Your listenership means so much to us. Make sure to follow the podcast over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or on the podcatcher of your choice. You can watch the live stream recording of the podcast every Monday night at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time over on YouTube and twitch.com slash thisweekinmtg. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can send us a message to our Facebook, Twitter, or send us an email at thisweekinmtg at gmail.com. For all these links and more, check out our link tree at linktr.ee slash thisweekinmtg. Thanks so much! Yes, Charlie, horse me again. I will say about capitalism greed.